0: Welcome to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. Um, I've been getting some really, really good feedback and response as of late. I am back for the time being. I was out in the last week or so, hence the reason why no episodes were posted. figured I'd take a little break and just kind of kind of get myself together. As far as taking care of some stuff at home and at work and, you know, life sometimes gets in the way. And at times I don't have, you know, enough time to pump out an episode or two. So, with that being said, today's episode will actually be a movie edition of the podcast. Given the fact that I have been in the mood to discuss several movies that I've seen in the last few months... But this episode will be strictly and specifically based on Quentin Tarantino's movies. Now, today I am coming from, I'm coming, see, I can't even, I can't can't even get it together. (laughs) I'm coming live from Mason Park once again. It's one of those rare days in Houston where the weather is, I'd say, pretty fair. It's not hot, and it's not too humid either. It might be a little bit humid, but uh, there's there's no actual sun peeking out. It's fairly cloudy all throughout. And so I decided, I figured, you know, I'd try to get some podcasts together with my buddies. But given the fact that everybody's so busy, I said, you know what? I think it's time to get back to these solo podcasts. Like I've been doing in the past. So I'm coming directly and remotely from Mason Park yet again. Which is, I only see one truck here in the parking lot. Pretty empty. And at the time of this recording, it's about to, I'd say it's about one o'clock already in the afternoon. So, you know, people are out and about doing what they're doing. And I've actually been out and about in the last uh, couple weeks or so. That's why I didn't have a chance to actually sit down and record more podcasts because I was just getting out there, taking care of, taking care of some personal stuff too, dealing with my car and all that. But I figured, hey, I'm free today. I'm pretty much just chilling for this weekend. <laughs> so why not? Why not? put something together for the people to listen to because I know you guys are waiting every Monday morning for something and say oh another episode just went up (laughs) so whether I'm talking about movies music or whatever something will be going up so without further ado let's get on with this show so for today like I said I'm going to go over a few of Quentin Tarantino's movies A couple, I want to say all of them i say some of my favorite movies I recently saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Last weekend And I'm not going to talk about that movie In detail I really don't want to spoil it for anybody That hasn't seen it yet So I said, you know what Let's just leave that for a future episode Because I could break that movie down In under an hour It, It was that good I'll say this, though. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. And just because the ending just put it over the top for me, like I've told many people that I've talked to already about this movie. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 strictly because it was what I was expecting from a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, and, you know, the, the cast is just an all-star cast. You have Brad Pitt. You have Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh... I forgot that chick's name, Margot Ro- Robbie, Robbie, however you say her name. Um, I'm blanking out as to who else is in it, too. But some of the movies that I'm going to break down right now, I'm just going to use my phone for chronological purposes. Because I've seen all of these movies already. And I have most of these movies on Blu-ray, with the exception of a couple that I have on DVD. that I haven't purchased yet. So, if you guys hear a little bit of noise in the background, it's because it's a little bit windy out here, which is pretty good. Typically, we don't get weather like this in Houston during this time. So, let me start. And he doesn't have that many movies to begin with, which is pretty good. So... And just a little tidbit. I did just watch Pulp Fiction. Uh, they were airing it last night on AMC. So I had to sit down and and watch it. So I'll go over that one once I'm finished with the first one here. Let's see. Quentin Tarantino has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 movies total that he's done as a filmmaker. Now... We start off with, and just just a little insight before I start going over these movies. Um, Tarantino's movies—they're very. I'd say they're not for everybody. At times, I hear people hear hear people say, "Well, the movie was kind of slow to begin with," or and that's the whole point is, just the way that. Things are being done within the movie as far as conversations that are being had, scenarios that are coming up. That's the whole point of it. And so you have a lot of collaborations, a a lot of these actors that have collaborated with Tarantino, a whole lot. More notable, you have Samuel Jackson, Uma Thurman, Michael Madsen. Kurt Russell, Harvey Keitel, Brad Pitt. Just a whole whole bunch of uh, collaborations from these guys. So let's start off with Reservoir Dogs from 1992. I was going to sit down and watch this movie. I, I had this movie on Blu-ray um, last night after I finished watching Pulp Fiction. But as I was flipping through the channels... I saw that Lone Survivor was on, which I also have on Blu-ray. And I said, you know what? Let me sit down and uh, watch this <laughs> movie because that's another another good movie. Starring Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Um, Reservoir Dogs. I saw this movie a long time ago. I remember when on regular TV they would air a lot of good movies on, on Channel 20. And... This was one of those movies that I saw in the late 90s when I was a kid. Didn't really get it at first, but the, the, all the action sequences caught my attention. Eventually went back to watch it again when they put it up on Netflix years ago. And uh, Reservoir Dogs stars Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi, Lawrence Tierney, Michael Madsen, Tarantino himself stars in the movie as well, and Edward Bunker. So, the main plot of this movie is based on, these guys are thieves, the so-called reservoir dogs. They're thieves who plan to, to do a heist of a jewelry store. And they plan it out at the beginning of the movie. They're sitting at the, the famous scene at the restaurant where they're kind of going over it. You know, everybody has a their quote-unquote nicknames. Mr. White, Mr. Orange, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink, Mr. Blue, Mr. Brown, so on and so forth. <laughs> um, and, of course... The heist goes wrong. They end up in a shootout against the cops. And that's pretty much the whole movie. Where they're in a... They're in a warehouse. Trying to figure out... What to do. With this heist going wrong. And so... It's one of those movies that... Again, the build up is so... It's a a bit slow. But then when when the when the violence uh it kind it kind of starts off uh i guess you could say tarantino's signature uh i don't know how you you would call it uh, like a hallmark uh i don't i don't know what you would call it but kind of like how a band has their signature song you know i guess signature elements of his movies Regarding violence, pop culture references, profanity, and um, the storytelling, the way that the narrative is being depicted. Um, of course, if you haven't seen this movie yet, it came out in 1992, so it's been out for quite a while. I'm not really spoiling anything. Um, that, that launched the Tarantino into filmmaking. And was heavily successful at the time that it came out. The soundtrack for these movies are fantastic. Uh, A lot of inside references that people might not get. Um, I'm just kind of going over what Reservoir Dogs. uh, Let's see. A little tidbit about this movie that I did not know up until maybe a few weeks ago. I saw a video online on IMDb. Uh, Mr. Blonde, a.k.a. Vic Vega, a.k.a. Michael Madsen, is actually the brother of Vincent Vega, who was portrayed by John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. I don't know how I missed that. I'm a big time film fanatic. I just don't know how I missed that. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> useless information, tidbit part one, um, just the way that that the whole movie plays throughout, towards the end they have a standoff in which uh, I believe it's uh, Mr. Pink aka Steve Buscemi is the only one that lives. And he ends up taking the diamonds and just leaves. So, I guess the cops end up storming the warehouse, and they all whoever was left gets killed. Um, Harvey Keitel and Michael Madsen. Uh, again, if if you haven't seen this movie, it's uh, it was very controversial at the time that it came out, just the way that the violence was depicted and the the use of profanity. That's another thing that a lot of complaints that people get from Tarantino. If you look at a movie like Django Unchained, uh, heavy use of the N-word. Just heavy use of it. At times when it's, when it's really not needed. And, of course, people, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I saw it in the theaters when it came out. I'm necessarily not thrown off because of the use of that word. But it is what it is. It's just a movie. So, uh Reservoir Dogs is one of the one of those that eventually became a cult classic and it just really plays off into into what became Tarantino's signature, you know, again going back to that signature style that he portrays in his movies. So, don't really have much to say on Reservoir Dogs. I it's been a while since I've seen it, have to go back and rewatch it again. Uh, but I can quickly jump off into Pulp Fiction because I just uh, saw that movie last night, and I gotta tell you, it's uh, by far, by far one of my favorite. Uh, uh, hold on, let me go back. Because there might be a couple movies that I'm missing. Like True Romance. I have not seen True Romance. I know. Big Shocker. I haven't. uh, Big Time Tarantino fan. Hasn't seen True Romance. So I'm going to skip over that one. And let's see. Natural Born Killers I haven't seen yet. Four Rooms. And yeah. That's. And The Hateful Eight. So there's a. Those those couple movies I'm going to skip over. Because I haven't seen. So then jumping off into Pulp Fiction, which, again, the plot of the movie, it's not in chronological order. It's kind of out of sequence because you have you have the prologue titled The Diner, where it starts off with Tim Roth and that girl. I forget that girl's name. They're about to... Robbed the diner. Uh, then you jump off into Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's wife where you have that famous scene or the, or the prelude and then it jumps off into Travolta and Uma Thurman uh, going to that little diner, restaurant whatever you call it and doing that famous dance scene that people seem to remember. And you have the prelude to the Gold Watch with Christopher Walken, the Gold Watch, the Bonnie situation, and the diner. So it's fairly out of sequence because um, when you go to Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's wife, she... Throughout the a few of the scenes, she she's doing a lot of cocaine, and I believe she wants. I want to say she does heroin. Let me see. I just because I, I, I when I sat down to watch it last night, it, it was already at the part where uh, Bruce Willis had just gotten done that fight, and he had killed that boxer he was fighting with. He was trying to get away from. Okay, yeah, heroin. So. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so she's doing a lot of cocaine. She finds the heroin and she thinks it's cocaine, so she ends up snorting in and ODs. So then, of course, Travolta doesn't know what to do. And long story short, she gets that adrenaline shot in her heart. Uh, and then it goes into Bruce Willis, of course, the boxing scene. Marcellus Wallace being Ving Rheims. Um, very very underrated role. Uh, let's see, yeah, it, it kind of goes out of sequence, kind of like how I'm explaining it now. It might not make sense to a lot of people, but that's just the way the movie goes. Because when he when Bruce Willis goes back to his apartment to look for that gold watch that I guess his girlfriend had forgotten to to pack um he ends up killing travolta who was actually in the restroom at the time he had broken into his house um and then in a later scene they're at the diner again you know travolta and samuel jackson when they're tim ross is about to rob the diner again so it's kind of going out of sequence Um, very confusing the first time i watched it as time went on watched it several other times eventually ended up buying it on blu-ray once again If you guys ever have the chance, go check out Half Price Books. They have a lot of good deals on a lot of good movies, both new and used. That's where I get most of my movies nowadays. It's kind of like a modern-day blockbuster. So, eventually, uh, Bruce Willis runs into Marcellus Wallace, a.k.a. Vink Reims. They end up fighting all the way into a pawn shop in which... uh, They run into these two guys who are, like, (laughs) into really, really creepy stuff. Um, A little too graphic for for a few people at times. Uh, Ving Rhames ends up getting raped by one of the guys, a Zed. Um, And they actually have a Gimp in a bondage suit watching over Bruce Willis so he won't escape. At this point, they're both tied up with gag balls in their mouth um yeah <laughs> fairly uh while Ving Rhames is getting raped in the back <laughs> eventually Bruce Willis uh, manages to escape and he's about to leave the the pawn shop but something inside his head tells him it's like man I can't just leave him there so he ends up going back with a sword and just he kills one of the guys and Ving Rhames ends up shooting the other guy that was raping him in the balls. <laughs> and so he, um, he took it over from there and Bruce Willis ends up leaving with his girlfriend off into the sunset. Again, one of those movies that by far is one of my favorites. Uh, you have to sit down and watch it. Do not be going over your phone while you're watching this movie. Put it on Do Not Disturb and just really watch the movie. There's a lot of interesting dialogue that goes on in this movie. Um, a lot of, a lot of. Uh, I know at the beginning where Sam Jackson and Travolta have that famous scene where Travolta opens that briefcase that everybody's after, and they never really show what's inside the briefcase. Once they open it, you can see it's just like a reflection of gold, but you really don't know what it is. And they really don't say what it is to this day. People have speculated as to what it could be, you know, maybe gold bars or I don't know. Even I've speculated as to what it could be, but I just I just have no clue. Again, another movie that became a cult classic. Highly recommend you guys checking that out. Uh, Let's see here. This one's not necessarily directed by Quentin Tarantino, but it was written by Quentin Tarantino. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Another cult film classic starring George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. 1996's From Dusk Till Dawn. Now, if you guys have seen this movie, I recently purchased this on DVD uh, over a week ago. Uh, a similar scenario to Reservoir Dogs. These two bank uh these two fugitives, Seth and Richie Gecko rob a bank. And when they go hold up a liquor store, they killed one of, they killed one of the clerks and one of the Texas Rangers. Um, and they have one of the bank clerks that they had taken hostage. Um, Tarantino and the movie ends up raping and killing the hostage upon George Clooney's return from, I forget where he went to. Um, all-star cast once again. You have Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliette Lewis, Selma Hayek, Danny Trejo, Tom Savini, and Cheech Marin. <laughs> um, so these these guys try to flee um, to Mexico. In the process, of course, they hold up an RV in which Kaitel and his, uh, his children are in as well. They end up crossing the Mexican border where they arrive at the Titty Twister, <laughs> the very famous strip club out there in the desert, um, in which Cheech Marin, I believe, is the owner of that, of that place. Uh... Little do these guys know what the what the what the titty twister is all about, and it's not just your ordinary strip club. The everybody at the strip club ends up being vampires, <laughs> and they reveal themselves later on. Um, I believe it's when. I want to say because I haven't seen this movie in a while either. Like I said, I just bought it again last week. I'm gonna gonna go back and rewatch it again. But it's during that famous scene with Salma Hayek. She's uh, oh my god! And if if I've ever had a women crush Wednesday, it would probably be her in that movie. I mean, she's just I mean, such a such a beautiful woman, you know very very sexy tremendous body to this day still is regarded as one of one of the few beautiful women out there that have you know been able to and I'm kind of going off the deep end here but she's she's still going after it um and she ends up revealing herself as what is her name in that movie? Santanico Pandemonium. Uh, yeah, and then it eventually turns into this whole, this whole thing where they're trying to kill the vampires and Tom Savini as sex machine. <laughs> And that dude is old as hell. Uh, Juliet Lewis. From Dust Till Dawn. It spawned a couple sequels after that. I have not seen those sequels because I heard they were pretty trash. Knowing me, I'd probably go back and rewatch them again because the franchise did end up spawning a Netflix uh, original series, which I have not also seen. But from what I've heard, it was pretty good. And this is just stuff that I hear about. Let me see what else. And again, this is just kind of like... I'm not really breaking down these movies. I'm just kind of talking over them. Uh, Just filler. (laughs) It's a fill time. Jackie Brown, 1997. Again, all-star cast. You have Pam McGreer as Jackie Brown. Sam Jackson. Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, Robert De Niro, and Chris Tucker, among others. Sam Jackson was a ruthless motherfucker in this movie. I hated him so much. That's how that's how how believable his character was, and how hateable it was too. He just sold you on the fact that he was just ruthless. And, and some most of Tarantino's movies seem to go on pretty long this one i think clocks in at three hours as well um once again another cult classic and i have not seen this movie in a long time either um shaggy brown it's one of those movies that it's kind of like a throwback slash Tribute to the black exploitation movies of the of the time from the nineteen seventies, and that that seems to be the one of the themes that is very present in Tarantino's movies. A lot of the late sixties, early seventies, uh, spaghetti westerns, black exploitation type of films, um, and it really was a, a throwback to. To, to that style. Jackie Brown. Kill Bill volumes one and two. You have Oma Thurman once again. Um, Kill Bill, the first one you have David Carradine. Um, where she is pretty much traveling to Tokyo and she ends up battling the yakuza. Um. She uh, she's seeking revenge because I believe uh, they tried to kill her when she was going to get married to uh, Lucy Liu, Michael Matson, Vivica Fox, and Daryl Hannah. Spawn two, two, uh, two movies. Again, an homage to the grindhouse cinema of the time, exploitation, samurai films, spaghetti westerns, and a lot of the martial arts films of the time, you know, like Bruce Lee's films. Uh, let's see. I don't think I would count Sin City as, uh, because that's most, I, I think he was like a special guest director on there. Um, that one was mostly written, directed, and produced by Robert Rodriguez, which I believe they be seem to be fairly good buddies. That features an ensemble cast. Also, you have Jessica Alba, Benicio del Toro, Mickey Rourke, Bruce Willis, Elijah Wood, Michael Clark Duncan, Rosario Dawson, Michael Madsen, Nick Stahl. And that one spawned two movies as well. The ones I haven't seen that I mentioned before, Grindhouse, Death Proof, and Planet Terror. Uh, going into Inglorious Bastards. Everybody that I've talked to regarding this movie holds this movie in, in high, high, um, high praise. Um, yeah, somebody's making a lot of noise back there. Uh, and one of Tarantino's first war war films starring Brad Pitt, Christopher Waltz, Eli Roth. Uh it, it, it's not necessarily a a historical movie because it, it, most of his movies are alternate films. This one is an alternate history movie where they uh where they plan to assassinate uh the Nazi Germany's leadership at the time. Uh, again, one of those movies where... You have a guy like Brad Pitt. His range is just... I mean, it's... It's fa- fa- fairly fairly been told that he's one of the few good actors still getting after it out there. Um, again, the, the violence and... The uh, dialogue, just the opening scene of that movie with Christopher Waltz—it's just he sells you on the fact that he's just so hateable, and um, he's another one of those actors too that really impressed me in Django Unchained. That one stars Jamie Foxx, DiCaprio, and Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson in that movie, along with Jackie Brown, again super hateable. As one of the one of the butlers in that movie, God damn it, I hate him in that movie. Um, this one is strictly uh, uh, set in the Old West and the Antebellum South. A, a fairly fairly stylized tribute to the spaghetti westerns of the time. You know, you have movies like uh, Hang 'em High, uh, for a few dollars more, The Bad and the Ugly. And what's the other movie that I'm... God. Outlaw Josie Wales, among all those clean, good Clean Eastwood movies. Again, this was more... This was more... I wasn't going to really break them down. I just kind of felt like talking talking about these movies. I wanted to keep this fairly short. Just just something to have to put up there. Uh, for you guys to go check check out these movies if you haven't seen them. And on a future episode, I will be breaking down Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, maybe about six months from now, just so so it can simmer down and have people go watch it. By by that time, I believe it should be out already on demand and Blu-ray slash DVD. I just kind of go over, over the whole movie. I mean, it was just fantastic. Um, if there are... Any other Tarantino movies that I might have missed out on or you guys want me to talk about, just, you know, feel free to hit me up and let me know. I know there's a, a whole bunch that I haven't seen just yet that I didn't remember I hadn't seen yet, like True Romance and Natural Born Killers. Uh, but again, uh, this was uh, a, a brief look at Quentin's fantastic films. I know they're not for everybody but I'm a huge film fanatic so I'm going to hold him in high regard. <laughs> so if you guys want to tune in and listen more of this podcast and go back and listen to previous episodes, uh, you can do so by checking the Hangout Podcast out. And I'm going and I'm going to go ahead and spell it out. It's uh so you can actually find it without any problem. This is the Hangout Podcast with Juan Hernandez. You can go search this on itunes spotify youtube and soundcloud whichever platform you feel that it's uh, best fit for you to listen to wherever you want to wherever you catch your podcast at i know a lot of people listen on spotify a lot of people listen on itunes uh, even soundcloud youtube so i'm still toying around with the idea of getting a film component to this podcast it's not just yet because i'm slowly building up my equipment And just trying to get the... uh, My main uh, main concern is the content. Putting out these 30-minute episodes at a time. I know there's a lot of stuff out there for people to listen to and to watch. So I don't want to bore you guys too much. Unless I have a special guest with me and... Slash first-time guest and we can run it up to about an hour. But for the most part, I just try to keep it at 30 minutes tops, but... Again, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so. Follow me on Twitter at Juan underscore A underscore H. And on Instagram, Juan Alejandro Hernandez. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time.